0: Hello, this is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice. With me, Michael Keel, and me, Roger Bell West, and we've come to the. We've been to Helsinki and back, and so, we didn't record our location. Uh, we should have done. We should have done. But, um, but
1: the sun is out. The carrion birds are yelling their heads off. And
0: it's, it's, it's a nice late uh, summer day, and we are going to consider the longest list of questions uh, we ever consider on the on this uh, podcast. Which is August RPG Day
1: um, list. And we're going to look at types of government and how do they fit into RPGs, and can't you simply make a list of, you know, democracy, matriarchy, republic, etc.? Or can you roll dice against
0: that that list? (laughs) Onwards.
1: Last time we talked about governments, and there's clearly a lot more to say about governments. How does one break them down, and what, what important characteristics do they have?
0: I'm tempted to start this by saying what we need to do is look at the function of government in the story and their relation to the player characters. They're, we're not looking here for necessarily for the best sort of government, though there are um, genres... Even genres of role-playing games, which are about that sort of thing, yeah. um, where where we may even be looking for the uh, for sufficiently bad, but not totally um, irresistible forms of government, because that's where the 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 stories happen.
1: I'm definitely inclined to take a narrativist approach here and say, how does government affect the sorts of thing that PCs do? All right. Well, let's start with government as patron. Okay. Um, government is the
0: patron for your um, uh, for your military campaigns, normally. Uh, yeah. Your law enforcement campaigns, definitely.
1: Um, well, all right. Don't go all anarchist on me. No, no. I was just thinking it may be sufficiently low level that it doesn't really think of itself as government. I mean, if if you, if you are cops on the street, yeah, then you may well be trying to get more resources for your investigation but the people you are trying to get more resources from might be you know, the the chief of the local station or that's still that's still government every every constable in the in the country thinks is, of himself as a policeman not as a civil servant even if I was going to say
0: think, thinks of himself as, as as sworn to to the queen yeah, which he is as a matter of fact um and and therefore Symbolically and actually, uh, they are um, agents of, of, of
1: central government. And in, in some yeah, respects, it's the economical thing about government is is when you start shooting them, they keep sending more people. Yes, and uh, and also
0: for uh, it's therefore knights errant, um, you you've got to have a king or a lord to obey.
1: Um, yeah. Or you're just a bandit. Uh, John Dalman, who's uh, been on this podcast occasionally, uh, has been in a very long-running Pendragon campaign, and he's he certainly described it as to some extent the knights are the roving troubleshooters. Yeah, you know, So if somebody has a problem with a loathly lady or a dragon or whatever. It's the knights who find out about it and solve it. They they are very much the arm of the king in this respect.
0: Yeah. So for the for this for this the, the this is government as an advantage, though it, it can be a twisty advantage if you're. Ruler is eccentric, insane, or actively evil.
1: In in GERP's terms, it's probably a patron and a duty. Yeah,
0: um, you are. Yeah, so that,
1: that yeah, that's we're we're going to send you to horrible places, but we're going to give you stuff to play with when you get there.
0: The second thing is, and this is more complicated. I, I is government as context, as social background, as as one of the things you assume is going to go on. I. In a, many years ago, in a uh, in a inquest Nippon style game, it was a bit. It was one of those um, uh, invent it yourself um, Eastern kingdoms, uh, hmm. which my friend Hartley was running. I was playing a uh, a poverty stricken Buddhist monk, and one of the other players was playing a, a samurai, and he got very outrageous with me when I started to speak truth to power. <laughs> and he told me, "He told me that you don't do that. You don't tell the Lord. You don't speak to the Lord like that." I'm still not quite sure whether he was speaking um, in character or out of character.
1: Well, if you have extensive landholdings and things, you don't speak to the Lord like that, which is why the society needs the poverty-stricken Buddhist monk. That's what I said. Uh, but I, I think it was one of those.
0: I think it was one of those occasions where I'm only playing my character failed to convince. <laughs> One of my, but yeah, it sets up. Um, most most people in most countries don't have much interaction with government, but they do all the time. Second hand, the 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 laws you obey on the road, the uh, the standards of your of your food, the, the money in your pocket is all government but it's yeah. there to provide context and you don't directly affect it there's very little i can do to affect the bank of england's uh, monetary and fiscal policies i try but you know
1: yeah and th- this comes to some extent in- into the sort of thing pcs do and um, a fr- friend of mine is uh, deployed with the army to parts hot and sandy mm. and is commenting that really not very surprised that you get local militias because the, the government forces such as they are are basically just another vehicle for taking bribes. If you have a problem in your, in your area, you don't go to the police because the police will just shake you down and leave you to it. So you yeah. go to your, your clan or your family or whatever. You know, that's how it gets started. All right. And it seems to me that what you can do is fit PCs into every stage of that process. So you know, if if somebody, a, a business gets robbed, the sort of thing that happens when PCs are around, yeah. are they going to go to the cops? Are they going to go instead to their neighbourhood protective association because because the cops are useless and the PCs being outsiders have bribed the cops mm. and not realised that they're actually going to get a whole different bunch of people knocking on their door? Well, the, can can PCs get away with, with pretending they are corrupt cops, <laughs> or indeed corrupt government inspectors? Which is certainly something I, I've been involved in as various player characters. Uh, the, the 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 question goes, yeah,
0: the government as problem was that. Was there?
1: Yes and no. Bec- and it can be context, or it can be a problem, depending on what hmm. what the, the blunt end of the government actually looks like. Yeah. yeah, is the policeman the guy you go to for help, or is he, or is he the guy who causes more problems? And that's going to be different for different people in the same society, and quite possibly with the same policeman. Hmm. You uh, uh,
0: yeah. You need.
1: It's very good that
0: for keep, for making sure that the players solve the problem themselves if you make it clear clear to them uh, but on the other hand there are situations where going to uh going to the cops is perfectly perfectly rational mostly most of the time it's perfectly rational in the uh, in call of cthulhu um to to point out you can come up with a story to explain all the weird bits but you can also come up with something that will make the make the local or federal government
1: investigate yeah, uh, I think I've said before one of the reason, one of the ways my investigative campaigns have drifted is either to you are the cops who do with who deal with this sort of thing mm. using the term cops loosely, or um, you are the people who have a defence against this particular thing, and if you 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 can throw in twenty policemen and you, and what you will get is chunky policeman kibble.
0: Yeah. The uh, yeah they are keeping. Keeping the um, the the authorities from knowing what's going on can be because you suspect they're on the side of the of the bad guys,
1: or at least some of them will be. Or
0: yeah, um, the the revelation that that some of the uh, the some of the the lo- local authorities are on the side of the zoo. Ooh, smugglers. I've just got a new tech email fanzine. I think Tilda need to put more tech email into this podcast. So there, yes, some of the local local uh, authorities will be on the side of the or smugglers and taking uh, bribes from the Sioux.
1: Um, but yeah, this comes into simulation modelling. I think yeah, you know, if if you're a criminal enterprise, you're obviously going to have some plan for dealing with the police. It may be simply never come to their notice, mm-hmm. which is fine if you're small. But at some point, you're probably going to be thinking, right? Well, we, we've got to find the right cops and bribe them, or whatever, whatever the society has, yeah. and, and that is going to affect how the PCs deal with with these criminals. And and going up against and it's, it's also
0: going to, given the, the the Western psychology of most of uh, most role plays, it's also going to affect the way they view the society as a whole. And yeah, they're, they're all right. I'm moving on to society, governments as problems. Mm-hmm. Um, the first problem you usually run up against is um, whether they're going to allow to, you to carry your Fusion Gunman portable.
1: <laughs> I think this may have been, the, maybe not the very first, but probably the second number that was ever associated with government in gaming. Hmm. The first one being the government type in Traveller, but the second one is definitely, yeah, what guns can you carry?
0: Yeah. I, actually, I think, no, honestly, I think in Traveller that's the other way around.
1: And uh, GURPS law levels, as control ratings rather, I should say, are similar. Yeah uh, th- there are other things that have been worked into that scheme but but it started off as yeah do you get to carry a machine gun
0: hmm. the yeah the, that that that's a that's a problem that's PCs if anybody are going to be the sort of people who believe that I'm perfectly safe carrying this weapon um and they may even be the sort who believe it would be perfectly all right if everybody were carrying this a fusion gun man portable
1: because I've got seventeen skill ads and they, they haven't
0: uh, well no no it's the right of the people to overthrow the ones. oh so moving on to government as problem how about government uh, the the problematic government being the story arc replacing mm-hmm. the
1: government being the aim of the campaign the I'm a nasty cynical person so I suspect you know, I, I could see phase one is build, building and fighting the revolution. Phase two is where did these people come from who suddenly seem, seem to be saying they're in charge now that we've won the revolution, and how the hell do we do something about them?
0: Yeah, yeah revo- leading the revolution.
1: Yeah, players.
0: the The story's easy if it's restoring the the rightful heir to the throne and romantic and you know cute and, and especially
1: if he's actually competent.
0: Yeah, yeah, actually, I, I prefer to make the the for, for reasons of getting them on, on the, the heir's side, I prefer to make the heir female, um, because, you know, romance mm. and that sort of thing. But leading the revolution is also romantic, uh, but it's hard work, more likely to go wrong. Um, I have an idea bubbling in the back of my head about a revolution which needs, needs to recreate the royal magic in order to be able to be a stable government didn't the, didn't the romans have a sacred king in office to do all the rituals that the king used to do uh might be some of the early
1: roman stuff yeah, yeah.
0: um it was, it was part of the priesthood they the 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 it was a an appointed posi- position and and somebody had to go around and do all the rituals that the king did before otherwise the contract with the gods would be I, I I would like to see an adventure which the revolution discovers
1: it has to do that. I'm also thinking of um, Derini Rising, which hmm. the core plot of which Catherine wrote about three three times in three different forms. She obviously liked it, but the basic idea is the kingdom has been usurped. In order to de-usurp it, you, the, the rightful heir needs to fight, fight a magical duel with, yeah. with the usurper, um, but he needs to actually get that magical power and some, somebody left, left a Complicated ritual, which nobody seems to have kept the key to.
0: Yeah, yes, it, it, it's a good it's a good plot. Um, I'm I'm not saying it's not overused in that particular
1: context, but it can be bashed around a bit. Yeah.
0: What else we got?
1: Well, I suppose you you could look at how you actually define a government, what form it takes, and we've we've been talking, I think I think very much about the low level thing, and you you could have something that calls itself. Uh, a, a republic or a dictatorship or whatever and, and mm. the the practical effect on the police may not be all that different depending on the actual people in charge. Mm. Um, though the propaganda will, will be different. But I, I think you know, that there, there is a long list of government types on Wikipedia and the, these are human institutions after all so of course they don't fit into neat categories. Well, quite. Um, now, where, where does the day-to-day power lie? Who, who actually gets to decide... Um, we're going to raise taxes or we're going to go to war with East Asia. Yeah, the
0: day-to-day power is is slightly different from long-term power as well. The President of the United States has a lot of short-term power. He can, say, move the 101st Airborne to here and make threatening noises at this nation there. But long-term, he can be reigned in, long-term and even medium-term, he can be reigned in Quite quickly.
1: Yeah, there's a requirement for confirmation on a declaration of war after a certain period or something like that, isn't there? It's a bit. It's a, the, the, the,
0: the Presidential War Powers Act is a bit wibbly wobbly.
1: And nobody declares war anymore anyway, but that's a separate problem. Well,
0: I, I thought we did. I thought, well, I thought we had to have a confirming vote in the Commons last time, anyway. Um, but what I was going to say was one of the things that I would like to put in as a measure is how personal government is. How mm. if feudalism is is damned personal? You know who your lord is, and you, and your lord knows who he reports to, and so on and so forth. Um,
1: yeah, and it it does put a human face on either the good or the bad. Yeah, and you can.
0: Uh, and you can and you can always believe that somewhere up the chain there's a good lord who will uh, will put things right if only you can get to the new ports. Thus
1: the medieval Russian system. Yeah. If only the Tsar knew of our suffering.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah. I can. I, if I could only contact the king. The king. The king is being misled by bad advisers. Obviously, it, it says so in this
1: publication by the king.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, and that's a very different feel if you, all you've got is contact with a bureaucracy and you don't even get to see the same um, the same bureaucrat that each time you visit uh, the person. You don't get to see, even get consistent, necessarily consistent verdicts out of
1: them. I think this is the same thing you get in other contexts as well. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of particularly the, the way that very good or very bad films are very often one person's project mm. very much in charge and nobody else can really tell them no. It, yeah. it produces extremes in both directions. And I think you can get the same thing here. Um, if, if if you have a mad bureaucrat, mm. then, in, at least in theory, there will be procedures to rein them in after a bit. Yeah, they, they probably can't completely destroy the thing. If you get a mad king, you have more of a problem.
0: May I say that as a bureaucrat, one of the most annoying things was me telling people no and then demanding to speak to my superior, and my superior telling them yes... It made me feel mm-hmm. it made me, it made me inclined to resign, which I eventually did. Yeah. Um, another thing is,
1: but uh, sorry, I, if, I should uh, just yes. flip, flip that over and say, if if you have a saintly bureaucrat, he also is limited in what he can do.
0: True. Um, you only you you only have budgets the budgets you have. You only have the procedures that you have. That bureaucrat, bureaucracies are not rigid are not as rigid as they appear from the outside.
1: But they make it. They try to very hard to make it look as if they are. Well,
0: yeah, I, I, yeah. Yes means yes, and no means no. Is important to bureaucrats as well. Um, another thing is how far up the chain of government can a an, in, a, an individual, the average individual, reach, um, and how far up can a can a, well, PCs are exceptions to the rule, but how far up the chain of government can an average person reach? Um, in this country. You can you can get to your uh, member of parliament quite quite quickly. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you yeah, are encouraged to write to them. Yeah, well, you're they encouraged. May, they may even see it.
0: Oh, uh, you you're, you can uh, you can go round to their to their weekly uh, clinic and um, surgery. That's want. the word. Uh, and 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 say, look, what about this? What about that? Then, and as an ex bureaucrat, I can say that the letters from MPs saying, what about this? About my constituent, then. Are treated seriously because, mm-hmm. you know, basically, um, failing to treat it seriously is a good way to find yourself a, an ex bureaucrat. <laughs> but that medieval peasant doesn't, though he thinks he has, though he thinks if he could only get to the, to be in front of the king on his knees grovelling, he'd have a res- resolution. He doesn't really.
1: He, he doesn't have a means of actually doing that. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think one of the big, um, societal developments is the idea of a parallel line of authority from out of feudalism. So instead of you go to your lord and your lord will sort it it's if your lord is not sorting it you have some other place you can go Yeah, you have, yes and Uh, and, and say my lord is a problem without being immediately beheaded for it.
0: Yeah they they do do that, it costs you money Mm -hmm. what are other criteria, um how easy it, is it for an outsider, such as a player character, who are normally outsiders by some definition, mm-hmm. to get into the power structure? How, how permeable is the power structure for people who aren't already in it?
1: That's an important Player priority. characters are much, much more likely to have diplomacy than sociology, in my experience. Therefore, the more personal it is, the more readily they will gain influence over somebody who is already in it. Hmm. What would engineering by sociology look like? Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Um no, no, I'm I'm thinking. W- working out, for example, who who is actually the really important person in this structure who has more powers than he realizes he does, mm, or, or, I, or wh- which are the three key jobs in different different agencies, which if they collude,
0: <laughs> right? And do they collude? Yes, that, that's a, a good point.
1: Th- th- this is this is really, I think, um, governmental structure as focus of a campaign, mm. uh, and, and I think it, that that's possibly a distinction worth making as well. Is is this something you you are actually directly engaging with and trying to change? Mm. Or well, it's, it's uh, there, there is, there is a, a famous chapter in the Traveler Adventure, yeah, which essentially consists of the party trying to get get round a bureaucracy. It, mm. it has, I think, about 30 people in it. Uh, they're, they're trying to get export permits for wine or something of that nature. Mm. And de- there are you know, five different things they have to get, each of which has various other things that they have to get from somebody else. And e- each bureaucrat has has their own descriptions of th- th- things they're interested in and how, how obstructive they're going to be and so on. It's a, it's a bit of a change from the usual traveller way of doing things. I, yeah, I, I quite like it. it
0: well, it, it's it's also ludicrous. It's also a piece of propaganda. It's it, it's just one step away from from paranoia's bureaucracy, which isn't. You're much less to likely to get shot. Well, yeah, or experimented upon, or ordered to report to a termination booth. But uh, not um, eventually, you may wish that you had. But you know,
1: there are. Ooh, Sorry, I just had an idea for, for a new piece of experimental equipment in Paranoia. The suicide pill. You will, of course, have to complete a report on how well this works.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and your clone will be shot for failing to do so. I, did I say that? <laughs> um, Alright. Getting into the outside... Getting into the, into the, the ruling group... Um, by birth, by money, by talent, is another thing. Um, I've got a note here about adoption into cross-species groups, which I think I meant... Okay. Uh, well, no, Paul, I, yeah, it, it does become a, an is- issue. If if you are a human living in the kingdom of the dwarves,
1: can you become part, a part of them, particularly since they're traditionally very much family-structured?
0: Yeah. And and value things that well humans are capable of, but they're just not that good. Um, Hmm. But uh, but the degree to which they will admit um, outsiders, uh, I mean, species outside outsider is about as as outside as you can get. I was thinking of the Earth Book of Stormgate, Stormgate. Yeah, the Book of Stormgate, Palanders. Yeah, Um, as as an example as an example of extreme tolerance uh, and cross-species fertilisation in a non-biological sense. Hmm.
1: I I was also going to say, how do those people get chosen and and how can you manipulate how those people get chosen if if it's a democracy? Because obviously everybody is going to want to manipulate it. Well, so one could argue that that's, that that is a secondary power in itself. Hmm. Well, whether whether that's you know only the newspapers or, or something more subtle. We have talked before
0: about uh, about political campaigns, especially around uh, the American elections, looking like a board game because it really, really does. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, there are there are problems that you only get two candidates at the end. Um, mo- people people like personal. Um, Personal government, government where uh, we're, we're 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 talking about where where you can interact face to face with somebody important and but but in, totally impersonal government. It's it's a bit of a strain on the structure of a role playing game.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking thinking of the Second World War and very much you know Hitler, Stalin, Churchill, yeah. and Roosevelt. Oh, uh, you
0: remembered him eventually, didn't you?
1: Well, I, I was thinking of the we're thinking more of the early days of the war, but essentially it 's very much here are these people, and coincidentally they happen to be in charge of countries
0: yeah, yeah um, in fact the, the 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 better ones are in charge of countries where they have less control,
1: less immediate personal control whereas there, there was a certain amount of that in the first world War, but I, th- I think I got the feeling rather less Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and even John Buchan, who was working for the Office of War Propaganda, uh, has, has a sympathetic passage to the Kaiser in in one of his books set in the First World War. What was it, uh, What aroused is, it, his sympathy? Is essentially this this is this is a good guy who would love to be able to stop the war, but he can't because of all those other people.
0: Hmm, rather than this is the idiot who let the war happen in the first place, and he's has uh, has no control over his government. Well, quite um, do we have
1: things to say about individual types of governments? Um I don't know. I I do actually, I was originally starting th- yeah. thinking thinking about this in those terms, but I th- I think the the high level view and the very low level view are, are what really matters. Yeah. Where, where 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 is the power and how does it interact with the PCs? And th- think, things like corruption levels hmm. are vastly important. I, I know a number of people who've moved to this country from um, Eastern Europe and mm. similar. And in, in GURPS terms, it's a cultural familiarity penalty. Um, they 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 wanted to get an extension put on their house, uh, and were, were the the plans were turned down for some technical reason. And and it, they immediately assumed, Ah, this person is asking for a bribe because that's the way we do it. At home. Yeah, you say there's a technical problem with the plans, and then you hand over some folding money. No, there actually was a technical problem with the plans.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, the corruption in this country is in a different place and uh, expressed in different
1: forms. It doesn't involve a lot of personal bribery. Mm. By, by personal, but, I mean at the bottom level. The traffic the stop, level. the planning permission. No,
0: the, 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 the people at the, at the bottom are...
1: Are gen- are gen- generally honest and generally watched a lot. whereas... essentially, it's it's much more cost efficient to bribe the, the chief of police yeah. than to bribe individual policemen. It's
0: much more cost efficient to privatise the pol- the police the police service so your friend owns the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the it, it's and and there are worlds like Teckimel where an inducement, as it is politely called, is the expected thing. Mm-hmm. The the best fictional most extreme fictional example I've come across is Thada, in Harn, where uh, you arrive at the border and there's a posted list of how much each particular bribe is going to
1: cost you huh. which is honest if nothing else There is one special case and and here I have a linguistic argument because in the real world the term theocracy means rule by priests. True. In a fantasy world it need not. This is true but what can you bribe a god with? Well, that's the point. How does it actually work? And Does, does it devolve into, in practice, rule by the priests? Or, or is the God taking an active part? I mean, do, do you take matters of policy to the High Temple and get a decision from the God? Well, I, I haven't have, seen a society built on that, but it could be quite interesting. I think a society in which... I have, I have come across society with
0: very active gods. Um... I I think that it's it works sort of it works basically like like appeal to the king. You manage that that prayer that catches the god's attention, and um, you you've got their personal focus on what it is um, you wish to pray about. But and on the other hand, um, do you uh, do you really want the attention of something that can reshape the laws of the universe, even if only locally? Well, you think you did. Mm. And I think that leads into one last thing I have to say, which is governments of personality, governments where what matters is who is ultimately in charge, hmm. are a separate problem area. They aren't that. An oppressive monarchy where the king is going to die and there's going to be another king is not the same thing as a dictatorship, a, uh, a rule by a cult of personality, or even a rule by a god. Which canonically has a real problem with the succession plan. Yeah. Uh the rule by god has a, a special problem a special that. Um it's it's a different problem and that is setting up um for government as a thing to change.
1: Um it, it's I and considering how much of um well obviously the, the the wild west ethos but I think generally speaking uh, American popular culture is has been incorporated into role playing games as we now know them. Yeah. I think there is very often an assumption that if, if you have an evil oppressive government it's just going to be a thing to be opposed. i, I either work, worked around the fringes of or overthrown, but it's basically the enemy. Yeah. And it's it's. I'd just like to say it's great fun to play with that. Yeah. But, is there a but in that sentence? Not really, just, well, you don't want to do it all the time, obviously. No, why? Or it's going to be obvious.
0: Uh, the, the, you could, if you were working very hard, put a but into that if there was something worse that the evil oppressive government was sitting on, just so. Um if
1: if and um, that that's supposed to be what what Warhammer Forty Thousand is about. Yeah, if you were playing that at a political level, which I don't think anybody does.
0: Uh, I thought it was about up with, with with you, you, what space you can parents. have high
1: ranking inquisitors who, who get involved in that sort of thing, but the, 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 their essential reason for being is there there is much nastier out there, and we we are the only thing between you and it.
0: Yeah. I think,
1: I, I think we've have we have we done everything we were going to no, do. About no, it? I think so. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm I'm not going to give a list of government types. I mean, there there, there was one in uh, the AD and D Dungeon Masters Guide. Mm. There are lots of them out there. I'm sure there are. Uh, I'm sure there are some that
0: we haven't none noticed. Of them, none of them is complete. Well, no, um, and some of it derives from Aristotelian categorization of types of government, and it is still very influential even today. And some of it from actual observation of government, and it's hard to tell where this is how it ought to be and this is how it is, how the how they intermingle and, and where one begins and where one ends.
1: I I would, I think, put in the standard uh, suggestion of try to try to avoid preachiness because preachiness is never fun, whether it's in, a, in linear fiction or in a, in a game. Yeah. You know, if 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 you happen to think that government type X is the best thing ever and we should all be doing it, that's fine. But it may well not make a good story.
0: Mm. Yeah. Show the problems with your ideal government. If you you really must have one. It's August. And one of the rituals of the RPG community across the world in August is to do a thing called RPG A Day, which is a series of uh, questions, one for each day of the month, which people are supposed to uh, write about, blog, discuss, and generally get excited about. Here, we've waited till the end of the month, just about, and are going to do it all in one bunch uh, as reasonably rapidly as we can.
1: Right, 31 questions, let's get I, started. I, just before we start, I would like to say uh, the, these questions seem to use RPG to mean rule system or game setting or specific campaign frame, and I'm just going to choose a meaning as I see fit.
0: Uh, yeah, it is a bit vague, and I will occasionally ask, what the hell does this question mean? All right, let's begin. Uh, number one, what
1: published RPG do you wish we were playing right now? Actually, I quite enjoy recording these podcasts. Um, in terms of games that I uh, campaigns I'd like to play and that nobody's running I quite fancy something in the in the in the vein of mage of modern, modern magic but with mm. a bit less pretension
0: yeah yeah the, that that isn't difficult with uh, looking at the level of pretension in mage I wanna do something with fate preferably something i put together myself to give myself a chance to run the system and give it a try i'm thinking about arabian nights because i watched Roger and the Watson Hall bunch uh, play Tales from the Arabian Nights um, at the weekend. Uh, I've got a setting which is somewhat like the Gates of the City thing that we're running in a um, in a Savage Worlds campaign at the moment, and maybe Techumel, but I haven't done all the detail work yet. But yeah, Fate <laughs> is my current um, project. But what is an RPG that you would like to see published? Yeah, this is one of those. What the hell do they mean by this? Uh, it's either a game setting no one has done yet, or a game I've heard of and wish it got completed. I'm going to say Noggin' the Nog, for the first. Okay. Something Noggin' the Nog-like. All right. No, no, um, I, I like the idea yeah. of Noggin' the Nog. And Get Your Strides On Your Nicked, which is, what for the second, which is one of the great unfinished works of James Wallace.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure there's anything I'm... I don't feel that there is a huge hole in, in the RPG world that there is, a, that there is a gap in and you know, no, nobody is doing a game that does this. There are some games that do this, whatever this might be, that aren't very popular or very good, but I think most of the ideas are out there. How do you find
0: out about new RPGs? I go on RPG RPGnet and watch the people post, does anybody know about the new Clangers RPG or uh, stroke Kickstarter? And I wonder sometimes if they're posting about their own projects or the projects of Friends. <laughs> Yeah, I
1: don't really hear a lot about new RPGs. I, it, it tends to be, oh, hey, my Kickstarter finally arrived and it's great. Hmm. Um, by which time, it's a year, a year too late for me to get involved.
0: Well, quite.
1: Um, I, I suppose I
0: pick it up some of it from Ken and Robin, um, but just, and sometimes from, from just general gossip, I suppose. But yeah, you all know. right. Ah, uh, four. Uh, which RPG have you played the most since August twenty 20- sixth? Sixteen.
1: Well, I'll, I'll just go go on the rules basis and say GURPS because that's the primary system I run these days. Okay. Well, probably Pendragon,
0: but Knights, Black Agents, and In are close behind. Uh, those being what I've been doing uh, with yeah. my weekly groups? It is about four four different GURPS campaigns. Some of them run by other people. So he he he, he, ha- he, he is happy with it. Uh, which RPG cover best captures the spirit of the game?
1: <sighs> Lots of people say the Player's Handbook from AD&D, but I, I actually quite like the Moldvay basic D&D cover, which is Aerolotus. It's it's the um, enchantress fight, fighting a monster, and then there's a guy with a sword coming up in the background, and so on. It's not great art. It's Errol Otis. He is not not a great artist by most people's standards, but it does get across the basic idea that you are going to go down a hole in the ground and fight monsters. Yeah, the I'm I've got a
0: list here. Uh, probably uh, first edition Unknown Armies with the body sprawled out across the kitchen table, mm-hmm. is very much like um, Crest Glorantha with the um, with the, the the person coming from the brightly lit. Um, temple into the corridor with the adventurers waiting outside. Um I have a lot of affection for the uh, for the covers of uh RuneQuest second edition and the recreation of it in the upcoming uh, RuneQuest Gloran- Gloranth mm. They're just the the, bron- the 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 female bronze armored uh, warrior facing this great lizard thing over their shields. It's good. Are we? You can game every day for a week. Describe what you do. Have a nervous breakdown at prospect. Uh, if I have to do it every week, then I will flee to
1: some far Hebridean island where they don't have an internet connection. I think what I'd do is keep changing things around. So, um, some some short games, some long games. Probably do uh, have a have a board game break every now and then. Well, I was going to say I was going
0: to split between written games that are pre-written and improvised stuff. Yep. Sunday, Primetime Adventures, so I can get some feeling for the people I'm doing it with. Um, am I doing this with the same group every day? Uh, Monday... A traditionalist. You get to shoot them if you don't like them. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, there are traditionalist uh, simulationist games, GURPS, with an adventure set on Yirth or Han, maybe. Mm-hmm. A mystery, perhaps. The Dead of Winter for Han, and the tourney from Harkwood for Ears. Tuesday, something powered by the Apocalypse, probably Monster of the Week. Wednesday, a RuneQuest adventure, and uh, the quick start for the new version is, is pretty good. Thursday, In a Wicked Age, because the adventure generation method is just too cool. <laughs> Friday, Unknown Armies or Night's Black Agents, something horror-based, anyway. And Saturday, we've got all day, so perhaps a LARP Hmm? Sword Day, which is the one LARP uh, I was I I had a hand in writing Um, I could could do that at least once but hey, that's one week I'm not doing that every bloody week no (laughs) what
1: was your most impactful, if that's a word RPG session Ah, I have a specific answer to this which uh, I think several of our listeners will will already know about because they were there um There was a campaign that I started playing at games fairs in the 1980s, and it it would happen once a year or so as one of the things at a games fair, and eventually games fairs stopped and we started going to each other's houses instead, and so this thing had been going for me five years or so, but with not that many actual game sessions. Um, Near future, uh, it gradually became apparent that there was a stealthy alien invasion going on. It came to the end with We were inside the alien base We didn't really have a good chance of escaping But we did get a communications line out To our friends with the missile submarine So we, were, so we have found the alien base This is where it is Just send the missiles now hmm. uh, I, This was augmented by I ha- had a uh, sound, sound effects CD Which I'd been having quietly in the background yeah. Various battle noises and so on. It had some bugle calls. So, so I, I, as the session ended, I, I just flipped it forward to the last post. Yeah, and that was yeah. Uh, well, we, we just sat there and looked at each other for a bit.
0: Well, the most impactful on me were a couple of LARP sessions. My very first LARP, Home of the Bold. Um, the first run of that was very intense and brought it through to me um and uh another one run by Jane Fenn, where well, I got to die magnificently, <laughs> but from the point of view of uh, tabletop my um my it was also a conclusion, but a more happy one. It was the ending of a campaign in which I'd thrown um uh, a medieval English village back to the pre hyperborean age, mm. and they had encountered um uh, aspects uh, of uh, the Archangels of God before the fall. Um, They had given Cthulhu a thermonuclear enema Mm. and were being conducted back by the Angel of Rescues, who keeps popping up in my games, um, (laughs) back to their their home base from Atlantis. They flew over the pillars of Hercules, which had recently broken open, and and saw the Atlantic pouring into what was becoming the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. They landed the angel gave the ble- them, them them the blessing may the one be bless you and keep you may the one make the light of his countenance to shine upon you and give you peace and then they were back in their own time they discovered rapidly when the bishop turned up that the christian church had always had female uh, clerics hmm. um but they were back home and the circle was closed and it was the end of the campaign and it went beautifully thank you very much indeed What's next? Okay. What's a, I don't get
1: this one. What's a good RPG to play for sessions of two hours or less? Um, that's actually m- most of my sessions these days. I noticed. Um, but it depends on how often they're happening as well. I and mean, if, if it's a two-hour session once a week and people have busy lives and so on, then you don't want to have a lot of catching up and remembering where we were and so on. Yeah. So I would I would say, using the term RPG broadly something that doesn't have a lot of mind state that the players have to keep track of though I, I will say as I always do that somebody writing up the campaign log really helps here
0: yeah and uh, and bit people being willing to do out of uh, out of game time maintenance I don't run anything that short um except by accident uh, I really cu- I really couldn't tell you there's no game I know that will set up and run in that short, short space of time. You can role play for as long as you like, but I, I honestly, I, 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 go for three hours as my as my standard t- time space, and that's
1: what I'm I'm accustomed to. I can't answer this. Yeah, one. it's probably three for the Cambridge group at about two, two and a half, sometimes three for Watson Hall. So, mm. um, the, uh, th- like there's that. another one that goes along with this, yeah, uh, which is a good RPG to play for about ten sessions. Well, uh, it's not the system, it's the
0: setup. You can. Yeah. Yeah. You can run any game in what Roger calls a telenovela season um, with definite beginnings, definite endings in sight at the end.
1: Yeah, and I find that I often don't really get to do conclusions, hmm. uh, in in part because if the players are still enjoying the game, I don't want to say, right, no more game. Hmm. Uh, so, so we may put something on hold for a bit and play something else if I'm feeling burned out on it. But I will generally not actually stop it. I may come to a what we might think of as a season break. Yeah, I, I think
0: I think at least end of season ought to be in your sights when you when you start. So, so,
1: so for a strict ten session, I, I would think in terms of an absolute one shot. Right, this is going to be it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think Traveler's lack of a decent
0: advancement si- system might argue that it was a good thing. Paranoia isn't really playable as a long-term thing, but but you can come to a magnificent mess of an end.
1: <laughs> um, or a really, really doomed Cthulhoid thing. Yep. Uh, which dead game would you like to see reborn? I mean, we... Where do you
0: go for RPG reviews? Oh, sorry, reviews? I
1: forgot about RPG reviews. I, I don't really. I, I go
0: for word of mouth. I referred to the honourable questioner to the answer I gave to point three, and other net-based sources. You can yeah. find out a lot, other lot on the net. Uh, which dead game would you like to see reborn, everway? way? Please, yeah, and that's and, fair. and and more more art, whether it's in card form or in, uh, in released as um, re- released as PDF. But yeah,
1: yeah, I I have a lingering fondness for dark conspiracy. Uh, I don't think it really has a... It, it's the setting that interests me and each time there's, there's a new iteration there has been a third edition which I didn't e- even uh, manage to catch up with before the company went under. Um, <laughs> but each each time they say, right, we're going to change these rules and we have a, have a new mechanic for this and I don't care about the new mechanic for this. What I want is the background. I like that background.
0: You heard it here first and repeated times. Um... Which uh, RPG has the most inspiring interior
1: art? I'm not generally a sort of person who notices interior art much, but that what I will say is I have noticed recently the, the new uh, 5.2 Pendragon, mm. the chapter headings. Each chapter opens with a stained-glass-style illustration vaguely on the subject of that chapter. Those I notice and I like.
0: I was going to say... Way, but that may be um, uh, not quite what the uh, question you had in mind. Uh, uh, disc- a game, a oh. game
1: experience that changed how you play. Not sure I have one, really.
0: Well, I, I, I've
1: had ver- various, um, that didn't really work, let's try to fix it. But that's all, but that, I assume that happens all the time. I got out of a very
0: bad burned-out period by playing Everway and Over the Edge, and I can't remember which came first, hey. um, in my in my personal history. Um, but Jonathan Tweet, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, he showed me how to ride a wave of improvisation um, in the game and to prepare a minimal amount and just enough. And that is something I take forward with me. Hmm.
1: Which RPG do you prefer for open-ended campaign play? What do you think we mean by open-ended there? I suppose this is the flip side of For About Ten Sessions. Yes, I suppose. um, We're we're going to go on until we get bored with it, rather rather than until the, the, the quest is done. Well, in this
0: case, I have to apply GURPS, because it has systems for everything, and you never know where... An open-ended campaign is going to take you.
1: Yeah, um, my my default game ha- has become 20th century or later, investigative with 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 mild occult elements, mm. uh, and as long as I can re- resist the urge to change the world too much, that can be that can be pretty long term. I have a uh, um, uh,
0: Earth-based GURPS game which has lasted for decades and wandered all over the place into different worlds and back again. And has done all sorts of different things. And GURPS, yes, works fine for me.
1: Now, the, the, these next two, I think, do go go very much together. Which, enjoy, which RPG do you enjoy, enjoy adapting the most and which RPG do you enjoy using as is? And the answer to both of those is GURPS. is if I want it to do something weird, it will. And if I want, if I just want to lean on the mechanics and, and let them carry stuff that's already catered for, it'll do that too. Um, my answer to the first is Techumel. Because I do it so often
0: and with so little reward, <laughs> I look at a new cool system. I think, mm, I wonder if I could use that for Tekuman. Uh, and the ones I house rule least are GURPS and RuneQuest, but those are the ones I, I find the most comfortable fit for my aging brain.
1: By modern standards, they're pretty crunchy games anyway. Yeah, but there, there are.
0: Uh, if I need a rule for them, I can improvise with them, and that's a good thing
1: which RPG have you owned the longest but not played uh, this is uh, I've got lots of stuff on my hard
0: drive which I've downloaded from various sources, looked at once and never played but I don't think that's quite mm. what it means, I have a copy of the role roleplaying game uh, I loved the books back in the day, I'm not sure how I would feel about them now but and I bought the fudge adaptation but I felt the magic system was less than inspiring and in a game about magical subspecies of humanity, that's, that's not good. Mm. But I have to disqualify that answer, because I have played it once. <laughs> a demo game with the author of the game, and Catherine Kurtz herself at a Eurogencon, and how is that for name-dropping?
1: <laughs> so, so you probably have a pretty good idea of how, how the author meant it to be played.
0: Yes, yeah, she was still vague about it
1: herself at that stage. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's it's hard to say I have a copy of Lords of Creation Which is probably the oldest RPG that I haven't played But I haven't owned it for very long um, I have played it, you're not missing much. I have somewhere I, I, I think I still have a copy of it. it came from the Late 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 Show Which... One one of the first games I saw that that, that, that had better uh, game elements built into it. You, uh, you you're an actor in a bad film. Mm. It's it's a bit like Dream Park in this respect. In in that you you have your essentially stereotyped core character, yeah. the, you know, the, the 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 batty scientist, his beautiful daughter, and so on. And you will then be in a role that's specific to this film for this adventure. Yeah, but you can do things like calling a film break. Uh if if the situation is just far too complicated and you can't think of how you can get out of it, you say cool call the film break and and the next thing you have is phew, which is a good good thing we escaped from that monster. <laughs> you can call for your stunt double when you take start taking too much damage, that sort of <sighs> thing. It it's it, it's narrativist but thematic. It sounds exceedingly silly, but I've never actually got around to playing it. The oldest game I
0: have is Superhero twenty
1: forty four, but I have played it to my chagrin. <laughs> What's next? What RPG have you played most in your life? For me, that's pretty much going to be GURPS. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I did do a lot of Rollmaster Mac in the day, but I think I've now played more GURPS.
0: GURPS, yes, with RuneQuest a close second.
1: Uh, which RPG features the best writing? There's very good stuff in Rain and Unknown Armies. I'm still fond of particularly GURPS so, uh, third edition source books, But, but in general, they, they tend... to if, if you've got something about the real world, they tend to get writers who know the subject mm. and who are enthusiastic about it, and they have really good editing. I yep. say this as someone who who's experienced their editing twice. And, and wants to go back and do it again. Yeah.
0: Okay, 20. Where are we? 20? Uh, best source for out-of-print RPGs. Hmm. All right. EBay. Legally. 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 eBay, Amazon, Noble Knight in the States and Shop on the Borderlands in the UK. Auctions and RPG conventions, and nowadays there, yeah, there is a lot of stuff on the bundle of holding. Oh, here I can put it in the commercial. Bundle of holding is doing Werewolf right now and is moving towards the end of Ask Magica. Uh, I Werewolf, I don't really know that that's my thing, but Ask Magica is a wonderful system, and it actually had one title I didn't have on the bundle, so I am deeply impressed.
1: Yes, it, it it doesn't come into any of my answers here because there there isn't an answer for which RPG have you have you looked at enviously through the window for years but never actually got to play <laughs> or only once got to play. Well, the anyway, um, and there are the, other and there's uh, drive through RPGs as well. And if there it's anything I've missed, tell me. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much the same for me. I think pa- Paizo used to have a actual physical product store which which had a bunch of other people's things in it. I got some. Mm-hmm. Obscure bits from there. Very often, the the bargain table at a convention. Yeah. Uh, at the the last stabcon, um, the dealer there was giving away a bunch of RPG material because he didn't didn't want to have it have to take it back to the shop. So. Well, I should
0: encourage people to go. <laughs> uh, it must be said that no, now let let's not reflect. Somebody may, may have loved it very much. Well,
1: I picked up a fair bit. All
0: right, fair enough.
1: Which RPG does the most with the least words?
0: Warp, the core system for uh, Over the Edge.
1: Yep, I think that's fair. Uh, original Fudge was pretty good on that. Mm. I'm thinking of the, the, the original freeware version, not the published okay. book. Next. Uh, which RPGs are easiest for you to run? Well, good. you can predict my answer, but there is actually a reason for that. In fact, there are two reasons for that. Uh, one, that yes, I know GURPS very well. I've run it a lot. I, I know where to find things. But also two, um if you have normalish people doing normalish things you will get vaguely sensible results out of it. Mm. And that means I don't have to think about that. And it's and it's easy to extrapolate from there to abnormal people. Well, from uh
0: my answer would be GURPS first, RuneQuest and Over the Edge. Um The they they aren't the same. No, GERPS and RuneQuest are both systems which are simulationist and have a, a straightforward set of mechanics at their core which can be adapted for other things. Over the edge is narrativist but it provides mechanics for me to do things that aren't in the na- in the in the design narrative stream. And that's what I need. There's something that will do the ordinary and the extraordinary. Mm. The Extraordinary and The Ordinary
1: Or to go sideways, which genre of RPG Is easiest for me to run, well Yeah, modern or recent historical Investigative with paranormal powers High fantasy (laughs) I may get a bit specialised here High fantasy, I think uh, And horror to a a degree Yeah Uh, Which RPG has the most jaw-dropping layout I'm sorry to say that my answer to this is Dream Park Somebody let Mike Pondsmith loose With a 10,000 fonts and font effects CD
0: Yeah, jaw-droppingly good or jaw-droppingly bad. I love what the Raincore book does. They, the one with the the world to London, Miloza or whatever it's called, Um, in it. the The way it weaves the narrative and the maps and stuff together is is really nice.
1: Share a pay-what-you-want publisher who should be charging more. I don't really buy a lot of RPGs these days, except off Steve Jackson games for GURPS. I don't know so about
0: this, enough about this to, to make a recommendation, honestly. What's the
1: best way to thank your GM?
0: Be on time. Be excellent. Don't whine. <laughs> <laughs> Presents on GM's day and healthy snacks are also
1: appreciated. Interesting. We, haven't, we have no particular overlap here. The, the one thing that occurred to me was talk about the game when we're not playing the game. Demonstrate that it's got it's it's got its claws into your mind.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Which RPG provides the most useful resources? Uh, useful for what?
0: Well, for running the game, I Pelgrane Press do incredible stuff for their Shoe Mysteries, especially the Kickstarted material. For those of you who uh, were lucky enough and rich enough to uh, to do a full uh, a full support of the Dracula dossier they sent out a pack of, uh, of documents from the game world which had actually been stressed and treated to make <laughs> it look aged and I thought
1: that, that is going above and beyond In terms of support for the game we are running I think the more specific the game is the easier it is to support it hmm. um, I mean if I were running a dungeon bash what I would want is more books of monsters and for people who are running dungeon bashes well you've probably got an answer to who provides the best books of monsters hmm. um, More generally I got to say that the the old GURPS three source books, when when they were basically saying we we can do a 128 page book print run, uh, small print run, and not bankrupt the company doing it, so we will do things like GURPS agent Napoleon Yeah. What are your main... essential tools for good gaming? Yeah. Um, a Kurutoga pencil, mm-hmm. a comfortable profiling pencil, uh, and and a pad of reasonably reasonably pleasant to use paper. That's the, that's the main thing. My campaign notebook. Um, a pen,
0: or pencil, obviously. My iPad, some dice option.
1: Yeah, I, I'm still in the stage where I don't like to have a computer on the game table. And I, I know it's only using 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 it for document reference and so on, but I still prefer not to have it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What film or series is the biggest source of quotes in your grip? I'm glad to say none.
0: Monty bloody Python. Why did you need to ask? Hey. <laughs> Uh, the honourable mention to the number of times my friend Graham gets to say, no,
1: communism was just a red herring. Heh. <laughs> What's been the best-run RPG Kickstarter you've backed? I don't think I've ever actually backed an RPG Kickstarter. You, 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 you fossil! I know. You, you Lots of a... board game ones, but... Yeah, yeah, I I, I remember that. I've seen I've seen the space... Oh, Dungeon Fantasy RPG, which, which becomes the best run by virtue of being the only one.
0: Ah, right, fair enough. Uh... Dracula dossier, I'd say, or maybe the Guide to Glorantha. But look, they they got the stuff out. They got it. They're on time. They got it within the, according price, and they got all the
1: bits that are that that I expected to me. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. uh, know, what's an RPG genre mashup you would most you would like to see? Guard Dune, but I've said that before. Giant robot romance, just because it would be really challenging to write.
0: Are they going to have sex whilst in their giant robot suits?
1: Uh, let me tell you about some anime series. <laughs> I don't see the fun of it myself. Uh, uh, and finally, what do you anticipate most for gaming in 2018? Ah, uh, well, I'm probably going to keep doing more or less what I'm doing. Yeah,
0: maybe me actually starting to run some tech email. Maybe I'm not promising. No promises are uh, no no. There are no firm commitments around this table. Fair enough
1: obviously what you need to do first is write GURPS Tickerball
0: The sound you're about to hear is me strangling my uh, (laughs) podcast host (laughs) Let's move on That was improvised radio theatre with dice. That was, uh, and if you have uh, your own answers to the thirty-one questions you heard posed, don't send them to us, but post them on your blog or yes, circulate. Yes,
1: someone that actually supports hashtags and things, which apparently we don't. How do how do you support a hashtag? Long long story, long um, story.
0: Does it does it require special sort of suspenders? Probably, probably. If you have an ideal government that you would like to see in a role playing game, do send that to us and we will see if we can destroy it. We'll be back in another month.